The Productive Woman, Episode 82. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you very much for joining me. In this episode, I am excited to share with you my conversation with women's wellness expert, Bridget Danner, who shared her thoughts on, among other things, developing healthy habits. You'll find information about Bridget and links to tools she recommends and the various ways you can connect with her online in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 82. This episode is brought to you by Nosby, the productivity tool that's designed to help you simply get things done. The Productive Woman listeners can get a free 30-day trial of Nosby's Pro Edition by visiting nosby.com slash woman. And as we've talked about before, Nosby is a tool that more than 300,000 busy people and effective teams from all around the world use to get their tasks and projects done. And I have been one of those people for at least the past year or so. Nosby is both a desktop and a mobile web app, and they also offer native apps for the Mac, for Windows, Linux, Android, iPad, and iPhone. They even offer an app for the Apple Watch, so you can get your tasks done, process your to-dos right there on your wrist. It's a truly mobile solution, allowing you to get stuff done no matter where you are, at your desk on your computer, or on the go with your tablet or your smartphone and everything syncs securely and quickly. To make your productivity system even more robust, you can seamlessly attach to Nosby tasks your Evernote files or files from your Dropbox or Box or Google Drive, various services, so everything you need to get a task done is right there at your fingertips. Nosby is an ideal tool for collaboration. They make it really easy to share projects and tasks with anybody with an email address and delegate tasks to other people in your circle that need to get those done. And Nosby is so committed to collaboration that every Nosby Pro user gets a second account for their partner included free. So whether it's your spouse, your assistant, your virtual assistant, your teammate, whatever, the two of you can work in this integrated way to get things done together. Uh, There's lots I could say about Nosby, but uh, let me just say, I love it. I use it every day. It's how I stay on top of the things I need to do at my busy law practice. To set up your 30-day free Nosby Pro trial, go to nosby.com slash woman, and that's N-O-Z-B-E dot com slash woman. And if you decide you like it and want to continue with the pro version after the 30-day trial ends, you can use the coupon code WOMAN to save 10% on your subscription price. I think you're going to love it. I'd love to hear what you think of it if you give it a try. So shoot me an email and thank you very much to Nosby for supporting The Productive Woman. And now let's get right into my conversation with Bridget. I'm really pleased to introduce Bridget Danner. Bridget Uh, reached out to me a while back about the podcast and about some work she's been doing in the field of women's wellness. And as we traded emails, I just thought she would be a really uh, interesting person to have come talk to us. I've been looking forward to talking with her and introducing her to you. So welcome, Bridget. 
Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me. And just thanks for what you're doing. You know, I'm a woman who likes to be productive. <laughs> so I, I appreciate it. And I think lots of women do too. Well, I hope so. It's, you know, it's fun to, to put it out there and see what we can do to be helpful. And I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. And I know from our conversation of, before I hit record that you've got uh, a child to pick up in a while. So we, we've got kind of a hard stop and we'll, we'll get started and, and get right into it. I think maybe we could start by having you tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what you do, what your life is like. Yes, again, my name is Bridget Danner, and I run a business called Women's Wellness Collaborative. It's an online business. Uh, I live in Portland, Oregon, and I'm actually kind of newly devoted to online business. Um, I've been a healthcare practitioner for 12 years, um, you know, as an employee and self-employed and then running a, a large clinic that I still own. So I'm just kind of evolving and um, enjoying the ride. Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I notice, of course, the listeners won't be able to to see this, but I'm seeing as we're talking on Skype, some photos behind you of family. You've got a little one or two? Yeah, I know. I got my nephew in there. So people think I have two kids. I just have one kid. I have a seven-year-old boy and he's a lot of fun. That's a great age. Well, I think it's helpful as we get into talking about how you stay productive uh, for the listeners, for us to have a bit of context for the kinds of things that you do. So can you tell us briefly what uh, a typical day is like for you? Yeah, you know, so this has recently changed. I just stopped working in the clinic in December. So for, you know, many years, I was kind of had that long clinic day. And then I started to pull back slowly. And one day I'd be at home working and one day at the clinic. So now I'm home every day working. And I love it. Um, My routine is basically uh, that I get up and I'm trying to get up. We can talk about this more later. But Uh, I'm getting up like 15 minutes earlier than I used to, so to speak, to have a little time um, for meditation. And that's been nice to really build in to my my morning. So, yeah, I get up, I hydrate, I meditate, um, and then I start making lunches and breakfast uh, and kind of get my family out the door. My husband takes my son to school usually. Uh, and then I get to walk my dog, which is nice. I think it's really nice to have that little extra quiet time in the morning. I'm usually listening to podcasts, you know, getting out in nature and getting my body moving. So that's that feels really good. Uh, and then the morning is usually like my more productive time. I don't know about you, but that's kind of the time my brain is working better. So I just recently heard... Um, Marie Forleo say, you know, create before you consume. I like that motto. I don't always create before I consume, but I have been like running that little motto in my head lately. So if it's, you know, an article I had to write or something I needed to, you know, get done, get my podcast out, something like that, I might do that in the morning before I check email. And then in the morning, you know, I might have appointments or various things. But that's, I would say, my more productive time. And then for lunch, you know, sometimes I I like to go to yoga at lunch or go in the morning. I really like to go at lunch because it breaks up the day and you get moving and like, I think you have a lot more energy for the rest of the day. 
Um, but I, I actually think it's really important to take a break. You know, you're in a busy law firm. You're telling me you probably don't feel like you get a lot of breaks. But I honestly think like, you know, our brains are only meant to work, you know, in increments. And then, you know, I don't really think we're meant to be having, you know, heavy brain activity eight to nine hours a day. So on a good day, I feel like if I can get in three hours of good work in the morning and three hours in the afternoon, that's really focused. Um, I think that's usually enough. So right now I'm organizing this big online summit and I'm not really, I'm working more than that, to be honest, but I'm anxious to get back <laughs> to my old routine, which is a little lighter. Um, yeah. And then I pick up my son in the evening and kind of do the evening routine. I, I generally don't work after, you know, in the evening unless I really, really have to. Um, and then again, I try, I try in the afternoon, maybe do things that are a little more monotonous because I just feel like, you know, my energy level is a little lower. So I guess that, that hopefully gives a little idea. Yeah. Well, and it, it sounds to me like you kind of know how your body and mind work and you're fortunate to be able to organize your day around that. And sometimes that's harder. And we're going to talk about this because I know this, uh, you know, these sorts of things are an important part of what you do and what you, I guess, teach other people to do. Sometimes it's hard for people who maybe have a, a nine to five or, you know, seven to seven uh, day job to be able to do those things. And so maybe you can, uh, as we get into this a little later, share some tips for people who maybe have an office job and, you know, don't necessarily have the freedom to go take a yoga class over lunch. Although I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I'd be happy to talk about that. I mean, I have worked an office job and I have plenty of clients who work office jobs. So we're always, you know, brainstorming ideas. Yeah. I liked what you said about the one of the benefits of for you, I guess it's doing yoga over lunch is it really does, I think, help increase your energy for the afternoon, which for a lot of us, and I'm one of these people that it's kind of a, a low energy time. Yeah, I think a lot of people struggle with that. And, you know, most of us resort to an afternoon coffee or muffin or something like that. And, you know, it's tempting yeah. <laughs> when you're really tired. But there are some ways to get your energy up more naturally. Well, let's talk about that for a minute before we go on to some of the other stuff that you do. What are some things that if, you know, for me, tell me what can I, you know, <laughs> keeping in mind that I'm in an office, I may not be able to like leave and go to a gym or to a yoga studio and I'm in business clothes, but what are some things I can do besides run into the candy bar machine? Yeah. So let's start with like the movement aspect. So I think best is to get outside and get like fresh air. And even if you just walk out, you know, take the elevator, whatever, go outside, just do some breathing, walk around the building, pay attention to something besides what's, you know, your deadlines and what's going on in your, in your cases and that kind of thing. Like just, you know, one way to kind of meditate is to just observe, like just go out and see what's going on. Like look at birds and look at people walking by and Take a stroll. Also can help you digest your lunch. So if you move, it helps our cells uptake sugars. So, you know, it's really traditional in China to go for a walk after a meal. And it doesn't have to be a long thing. Like if you feel like, oh, you know, I, I don't have time to work, you know, to exercise or whatever. But, you know, go for 10 minutes. If the weather is foul, you could walk up and down the stairs. 
Uh, if you have a friend in the office who wants to come along on your little walk, <laughs> then that could be cool. You know, you can call a friend at lunchtime and just kind of get out of that work mode. I think nowadays, like, we don't even hardly take a lunch, right? We take, like, a 10-minute lunch. We, You know, my husband eats at his desk in his cubicle, <laughs> which is crazy. And he was saying, oh, I would feel guilty to – sometimes he brings a skateboard to work. He's like, oh, I feel guilty to – go out and skateboard. I said, no, that's what everyone should be doing. You know, you deserve a lunch break. So yeah, if you're athletic like him, you can have a skateboard at lunch. But otherwise, you know, do a walk, do some squats, really pump some blood to your brain. And then how I said to look at nature, or look around when we are like constantly focused on a task, like our, our frontal brain is working really hard. And it needs a break. It, and it's kind of squeezing, actually, like physically squeezing your hypothalamus pituitary gland. That's like your master hormone gland when you're just thinking, thinking, thinking. So if you can get out of that and smell the flowers, even just for 10 minutes, I think that's huge. Uh, so that's one. And two, I'll give you a couple like drinks that might be a good pick me up outside of, um, you know, a Starbucks <laughs> latte. <laughs> uh, you can do a lemon in water, a whole lemon if you can stand it, uh, or a half a lemon squeezed into water. So all that vitamin C really boosts your adrenal glands and it gives you a lot of energy and like, you know, this kind of the smell is energizing. So that's a good afternoon pick me up. Uh, another thing you could do is uh, a tea called Tulsi tea or holy basil tea. And that's an herb that helps like your stress handling. And uh, so that could be like, you know, a good way to start replacing and, and supporting your body through stress instead of, you know, just feeding it some caffeine that's just going to spike everything up. And so uh, the, the yeah. tea you just mentioned, is there a particular place where where folks could find that? Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, you know, that brand Yogi Tea, you know, they they sell it, but definitely like it's at Whole Foods or, you know, I don't know what stores they have where you are, but it's at most natural grocery stores now, like in a tea bag, super easy, okay. and it has a mild taste. So just as a, as a starting place for kind of shifting, that could be a one place to start. The lemon water, does it matter if it's cold or hot? Doesn't matter. Okay. Nope. However you like it. And you could even, you know, if you could do put a little sparkling water in or put a little stevia or something if you want to like do something with it. Um, But yeah, that's a great boost. So, you know, if you're in a workplace, you can just, I suppose you could bring a little squeezed lemon juice from the morning or you could just, you know, have your lemon squeezer. (laughs) (laughs) I always say it's okay to be weird at work. Like, you don't want to have the same habits as every other American, <laughs> so it's okay to be a little weird. Well, yeah, it's interesting, too, when you were talking about the effect, how our brain is working when we're thinking all the time. I just find that interesting because I've been listening to and then reading a, a book. I'm looking at the cover of it over here called The Organized Mind by hmm. Daniel Levitin, and the beginning of it has a whole lot of explanation about how the brain works and why we have a hard time thinking. Some of it's about the impact of all the information coming at us all the time and how, and so, so, yeah, so there's a a recommendation in there, very similar to what you've said of, you know, to find those times when you can go think about, you know, let your brain rest. 
Yeah, it's so good. And we're so like programmed now to just check our phones and like, you know, as soon as there's a a moment of quiet, we're like, oh, let me check my email or let me see if anyone texted me. Uh, And and it's just so stimulating. It's like unconscious. Like we're feeding the very thing (laughs) that's like our undoing. So if we can just take, yeah, that 10 minutes, put the phone away, go breathe some fresh air, take some deep breaths, like look around, it really can shift things. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what he's saying in the book. So yet another expert, maybe somebody, the, you know, the universe is trying to send me a message. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's very helpful. One of the things I like to ask is, again, for some context, every person's life is a little different and presents different challenges as far as staying productive and getting the things done that really matter. What would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your life? And like I said, for some people, it's managing their time or priorities. Some of us, it's organizing our stuff or having too much clutter. What would you say your challenges might be? Oh, you know, I think one of my challenges is doing too much like fiddling or small tasks when I really need to do the big task. Like, mm-hmm. And I, I've given myself some softness around this because I kind of get it. Like to send one email you meant to send, like gives you a little feeling of satisfaction or, you know, to do, you know, clean out your inbox or to, I don't know, just do a small thing. It feels like you're getting a lot done, but then your big thing is just hovering over you. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, but I really needed to, you know, prepare for that lecture. And I know that's going to take two hours. And so I think for me, I really need to look at like when I'm going to do those blocks of times for those bigger kind of long-term, more important things and stop fiddling with little things. Yeah. So do you have a a system or an approach to doing that? If that's something you've recognized that you need to work on? Well, one thing I do is sometimes, you know, have a go to a destination, like go to the library or go to a coffee shop. And it's like, I'm going to the library to prepare for that lecture. That's what I'm going there to do. And when I go there, I sit down and I do what I'm supposed to do. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like for me, like space, like having certain spaces designated is helpful. I don't work at a coffee shop every day. But I, I do like it as a as a way to like break up my habits. And I think at home I can get a little too much of a habit to like be checking email and doing little bits of this and that. So that's one strategy I use. I suppose another is to block off on my calendar when I see the calendar at the beginning of the week, you know, block off a chunk and mm-hmm. say, you know, this is where you're working on X. This is where you're working on why. And then another tip I got from my business coaches a while back, and I haven't been doing this one lately, but as we talk, it reminds me, is to do the power hour you know, where you kind of set a timer or you say, okay, uh, it's, it's 3 o'clock. I'm going to work till 3.50, and then I'm going to give myself that 10-minute break and a little, you know, celebration time. <laughs> and that really, I think, works too. Like to set aside, you can get a lot done in 50 minutes when we're really focused. So um, that's a technique that I think I need to bring back into my routine. Well, and I like as you were describing blocking out the time on your calendar, it it reminds me of and I don't remember where I've first heard this, I've heard it several places of sort of the idea of putting the big rocks in place into your bucket first. 
and and instead of filling it up with the little pebbles, you can get more of the big, you know, the big tasks in if you schedule those first and let the, um, you know, then let the little things that you were talking about sort of fall in around that. Yeah, yeah. And I think in the moment, it feels rewarding to send that email or whatever. But like I said, like that big rock will still be like hanging over you and you'll feel bad about it. And that's no way to feel. So I think that's why Marie Forleo says, you know, create before you consume. It's like, go do that thing that you were supposed to do. And then as a kind of like a reward, you can check your email or get on Facebook or whatever it is. Get that little dopamine hit. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody likes me. They, they texted me. Um, well, that's, yeah, I think that's, that's, those are some really great strategies that a lot of us um, can and, and probably should put into place. Are there any, I always love, because I can learn from this, any particular tools that you use to manage your time or your stuff, any particular kind of calendar or, um, you know, to-do list or anything like that? Do you have a a system or tools that you like? Yeah, I don't have a lot, but I'll share what I have. Um, I do use Google Calendar pretty extensively. I I think I heard you on one of your shows talking about your iPhone and Apple. (laughs) I actually switched from my iPhone to an Android phone, and I just find that it's syncing better Uh because I use Gmail. And I don't know, for me, it worked better. I felt like my Apple devices weren't syncing that well. Um, so I use my Google Calendar a lot. I use Google Docs and Google Drive a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that's an amazing tool. Um, just I feel like it's just super powerful and easy to share. For meditation, I've been using a thing called Insight Timer. And it has, you know, you can do minutes or you can do guided meditations. It's free. And it shows you people who meditated with you and stuff like that. So it's kind of fun to like create a little bit of structure around meditation if it's something you're trying to get into more. And uh, what's that called again? It's an app called Insight Timer. And is that an Android app? It's probably both. Okay. Maybe we can find uh, get a link for that and share that in the show notes. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay. Um, besides that, the only other kind of appy thing I could think of was I use a scheduler and the one I use is called Acuity. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, you know, that saves a lot of time from the back and forth. Um, and we use it at my clinic and, you know, it would be a huge time waster if we didn't have an online scheduler there. So I think even if you're a real small business, you can get one that's free or cheap and it it does save you time. Yeah. To avoid that emailing back and forth or texting back and forth trying to find the date that works. Uh, Yeah, I'm finding that to be a really helpful thing these days. Yeah. And besides that, I have to say, I just still like paper. Um, I kind of have to write when I'm thinking, you know, and I, you know, always have to, you know, when I read a book, I like to have a pen in my hand. So, Maybe you know more about this, Laura, but I think that it stimulates certain areas of your brain and yeah. your memory to to be moving your hand like that. Um, so I definitely have little, like <laughs> just looking at my desk right now, I have various little notes I've written to myself. And, uh, you know, maybe it's not the tidiest, but I don't know. My brain sort of works in that, you know, delightful mess of having some little papers around. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. You know, I, that's, I've said many times, if the system you're using works for you, there's no reason to change it. 
you know, do, do what works for you. And I, you know, anybody who listens to this show knows I like my tech stuff. Uh, but I also like paper. I, for the, the, in part, the very reason that you just said that there's something about, um, I don't know, noodling things out with paper and pen or pencil that makes it stick in your head in a different way. Or for me, it feels a little less formal and a little less intimidating. Like if I'm trying to write, uh, I don't know, a blog post or an article or something like that, uh, if I'm typing, that feels like it's formal and it, it needs to be right. But if I just, so if I'm struggling to kind of figure out what I want to say, I'll just get a notepad and a pen out and just start you know, scribbling notes. Uh, and that feels like it's not real. So I, it doesn't have to be right. You know? Yeah, I agree. It's, it's like a little more creative. Um, yeah, I think it's a great way to start a project, you know, let's just jot down ideas and that kind of thing. I'll share that I haven't used this for long, but I have a, like a whiteboard I've been using now. And I've been feeling a little stuck around this program that I wanted to turn into another program. And, I just was putting it off. It was a big rock. I was putting it off. And I decided to use the whiteboard. And I looked in my computer, okay, what are the files or what are the things in this program? And then I'd write down on the whiteboard what I wanted to put in the next program. And suddenly it became fun. It wasn't this thing I was afraid of anymore. And then as soon as it was on the whiteboard, I was excited and I was able to type up a sales page idea for it, like super fast. So it was really interesting how that shift happened. And I think it's like what you said, like if I thought, oh, I have to sit down in front of the computer and start this whole big thing, it didn't sound (laughs) appealing. (laughs) But getting out like my colored markers on a whiteboard was was pretty fun. It's it's almost like play at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's how we want, you know, our work to be as much as, as possible. Yeah. Well, well, one of the things that, uh, you know, as we traded emails before, um, that I, I, you expressed an interest in talking about, and I think this, it would be really helpful to the listener. I think part of what you do, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, is, is really helping people with, um, because your focus is wellness, particularly women's wellness, uh, about developing, uh, healthy habits. And which, of course, our our wellness very much affects our ability to be productive in the traditional sense of getting stuff done and in the sense that I talk about it on the show, which is, you know, doing the things to make a life that matters. So what are some of the things that you work with people about or some of the, the habits or I don't know, whatever you call them that you recommend for folks? Yeah, so I think there are certain common things that women experience that in relation to this conversation, like do get in the way of our productivity. So if we're tired all the time, you know, that's, that's harder. Uh, You might be able to get stuff done, but you're not enjoying it. Um, If your tummy hurts all the time, if you're having a lot of upset digestion, that's one we don't talk about a lot, but I really think that affects productivity. Mm you know, being on a blood sugar roller coaster where you're skipping meals and then like binging on carbs and that kind of thing, that can really affect your productivity too. (laughs) So I would say those are a few of the the common things. Um, And a lot of it we can restore just by like our daily habits. So there are cases where you need more advanced help. Um, 
But a lot of things I talk to women about are, you know, starting the day with breakfast and making sure you have protein and fat to kind of get you going and set your blood sugar as stable through the day. And we talk about getting little little bits of movement like you and I talked about. Uh, we talk to we talk about, you know, eating often, eating more like whole foods or things that are, are more fresh or perishable uh, as being giving us energy and being more uh, nourishing. Uh, and then we talk about sometimes healing the gut because a lot of women are stuck in like a chronic situation where, yeah, there's there's stomach hurts all the time and it's really draining. You know, our digestion uses 70% of our energy. Hmm. So if we up that to 75 because our gut is inflamed all the time, it's a lot less energy, you know, for our thinking and our our creativity. So those are a few things that we work with. I had never heard that before, that digestion uses, you said, 70, 70% of our energy? Yeah, I think so. And so, well, I mean, it's not an area that I've studied a lot. So if somebody who's listening is somebody whose stomach hurts all the time, and it is distracting, because I know, you know, when I'm, you know, I've got an upset stomach or whatever, it's very much, it's distracting. And if it's bad enough, can be almost debilitating to the point that you really can't focus on doing anything, much less get anything done. So what do you tell somebody who's in that situation where maybe they've, they're, you know, it's a chronic or recurring issue for them? Yeah, well, we can start with talking about some things to add or thing, things to think about, which are like adding fermented foods like um, raw sauerkraut or kombucha, which, you know, you can buy at any natural grocery store now. Um, you can talk about just eating your meals more slowly and mindfully and chewing. Um, not only is that like eating quickly at your desk, you know, not so good for letting your brain rest, but it's also not so good for your digestion, you know, uh, if you think of us in a more prehistoric sense, like we were cooking our food and, and smelling it and, you know, eating it in community and there weren't a lot of distractions. <laughs> so that's really more ideal. So actually just chewing and taking your time, you know, not eating in a stressful mindset because we're either resting and digesting or we're, you know, kind of thinking and worrying. So we have to kind of step out of that phase Ideally for like at least 40 minutes around mealtime. Really? To have some time, yeah, before and after meals to to just calm down. Because you can, you know, I, I think most people can relate if you're really keyed up at work, but you realize you're hungry or it's lunchtime, you kind of shove some food in there. It's it's not, your body isn't in the, the mode of its nervous system to rest and digest. That's a separate mode. So that could be something to think about and even just, you know, thinking about the stressors in your life and stress handling so that, you know, you do give your body time to restore itself at mealtime. And then there are some things to think about taking away <laughs> that can be inflammatory to the gut. Um, you know, lots of coffee can be really irritating to the gut. For me, any coffee is irritating to the gut. I'm pretty sensitive on that one. Grains and gluten can be irritating for people. Um, you know, dairy in the form it's in these days can be irritating. Sugar can be irritating for the gut. And then beyond that, there's like lots of foods that you might even think are healthy, but we're all individual. And certain foods like might irritate me that don't irritate you. So kind of starting the process of exploring, like, how do I feel when I eat certain foods? And it can be tough at first if you're always having, you know, stomach problems. It seems like everything makes your stomach upset. 
but you can say eliminate some of the big offenders and then it helps you get to more of a baseline. Well, you know, those are some great things to think about. And I think for someone who's struggling with that, at least it gives gives some ideas of places to start. And are there, uh, you've mentioned a clinic, are there particular health professionals that you recommend as being helpful to somebody maybe to go to to get some help in figuring these things out? Yeah, I can list a a few categories. So one would be like a naturopathic physician. And I think that they're in most states in the U.S. now. They're in Canada. I don't know beyond that, you know, how that title goes. Actually, I do have a friend studying in New Zealand to be a naturopath. Uh, So I guess it's in other countries as well. And that's a pretty, pretty broad um, title they have. They are doctors, but they work in a more natural way, but they can also order tests. So that's good. Um, And then some health coaches are, are trained, you know, to be able to run tests as needed. It's it's different levels. So maybe you just want to start with like someone to coach you through nutrition, but a program I did called Functional Diagnostic Nutrition can kind of take it to another level and help you run some tests to see what foods you're sensitive to or do you have any, you know, parasites or bacterial imbalance. So just depending where you are in the world or where you are on the journey, just kind of start with whatever feels right to you. Okay. And do you, um, you have a website that maybe talks about some of this stuff? Yeah, let's see here. So, I mean, my website, BridgetDanner.com, we have podcasts on things like digestion and blood sugar and that kind of a thing. Um, So I'm not working like in my clinic seeing clients right now. And we're in Portland, Oregon. uh, But we have a clinic here called um, Blue Sky Wellness Studio. And I could share you that link. Um, But again, just depending where you are listening, you kind of like see your local resources. But yeah, I'd love for people to listen to my podcast, which is called um, Women's Wellness Radio. And we talk about all different kinds of issues around women's health and and little things you can do to start fixing it up. Well, that sounds great. I mean, some some resources for, you know, maybe it's because I'm, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm thinking more about those kind of wellness issues and and wanting to have my golden years uh, be, you know, be uh, to be able to be active and healthy. And, and so I think it's real interesting for me to hear about these things. Um, and we'll be sure to put links for your website and your podcast and those sorts of things in the show notes so people can find those things. As we're watching the clock, want to make sure we get you out of here so you can go pick up your son. I always love to ask every guest a question because I learn something new every time. And, and so this is the question. Do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you get completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if you do... What do you do to get back on track? Yeah, you know, I don't have the most elegant answer for this. I mean, I definitely have days where, you know, I feel like I'm falling apart because, you know, sometimes you just really want to get stuff done and it's just not happening. Um, I can tell you that over the Christmas break, you know, I was kind of planning for some time off, but then my husband was like painting the house and and wanted help and that was keeping me from work. And then there was a snowstorm and my son didn't go back to school and I was just crawling and I was like, Oh, I just want to get my work done. And so it's, it's hard. And I think sometimes I just need to vent about it, you know, usually to my poor husband. And I'm just (laughs) like, Oh, I'm not getting anything done. And, 
And that kind of venting gives you room to kind of regroup. Um, so I would say if I'm having a, like a rough day where my son's homesick or there's a snowstorm or something weird is happening, I just kind of think, well, what are kind of some most important things that I could get done, if anything? And then, you know, sometimes you just have to give in to the day. Like you can't get it done. There's no sense worrying. So, um, you know, just just start over tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and I, that is a common theme that I think all of us have to be willing to do. Sometimes you just have to say, yep, this one's gone. <laughs> Tom- <laughs> tomorrow is another day. <laughs> I kind of do the, the Scarlett O'Hara approach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's true. I, I We're living in a world where we can get a lot done. I can tell you I lived for a year in, um, in Guyana in South America, like no electricity mm-hmm. and like Man, things just got done so slowly. Like the people just weren't so attached to getting things done. And, you know, it's it's hard to step out of the way we are in our modern world. But really we get a lot done. Yeah. <laughs> I think we don't always give ourselves credit for what we have accomplished, you know? That's a good point. Yeah. Well, let's uh as we wrap up. I wanted to ask kind of what's on the horizon for you. You've been, you've, you've told me about a, a summit, this, an online summit that you've got coming up. Can you tell us briefly what that is? Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to share it with your community. So it's called Hormones, a Women's Wellness Summit. And you can share uh, the link there in the show notes. So it's free and it's online April 11th to 18th. And it's about female hormones. So but there's a lot of lectures, 35 lectures, so we really cover a lot of angles. So we're going to talk about things like blood sugar and adrenals and digestive health like we talked about today. We'll also talk about you know perimenopause and fertility and how your brain works and how hormones affect your brain. So just different expert interviews, and they're a lot of fun. They're in video or you can listen to audio as you're out and about and um, – yeah, we'd love to have people join in. Great. Yeah, we'll make sure we put a, a link to that in the show notes so folks can find it and, and check it out. Um, and I know you, we've mentioned it already, but where's the best place for people to connect with you online if they want to learn more or just or just to get to know you a little bit? Yeah, so it's BridgetDanner.com. My name is spelled a little funny. It's B-R-I-D-G-I-T. Um, and then you'll find a lot of resources. Uh, you'll find out about our podcast and the, and the summit coming up. And we've got blog articles on there, some that I write and some that guests write. And just really, you know, I think we have a lot in common is that I like to just support women who want to do things in the world. And to do things in the world, we need to have our health. And it's tricky these days to keep our health. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of things out there to, to break it down. So, you know, we just try to make it accessible and learn little by little so you can have your healthy lifestyle. Well, that's, yeah, that's great. I, I think what you're doing is really awesome. And I'm excited to, to share those links with listeners and let them find out more of what you're doing. So before we wrap up, do you have any last words for the listener who might be looking for help in getting things done and making a life that matters from the perspective that you come at things? Any thoughts you might share with that listener? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess my perspective is getting things done and making a life that matters. You know, you need that base of healthy routines. You know, you need to get your sleep and you need to, you know, take time to cook and and feed your family well. And 
you might feel like, well, I don't have time for that. But when you give time for that, you have more energy to do what you want to do. And, you know, you just kind of have to have faith and give it a try. Well, I think that's great advice. And I'm listening. I'm hearing what you're saying. And, uh, <laughs> a little by little. So, some things that I definitely need to apply in my own life. Thank you so much, Bridget, for taking the time to talk with me today. Oh, it was a total pleasure. Thanks so much. I really appreciate Bridget taking the time to share with us her thoughts on how she manages her busy life, and especially for her really great suggestions and the tools she offered, the tips for just maintaining health and developing those healthy habits. What do you think? Do you have any questions for Bridget? Is there anything she said that sparked a question or an idea in your mind or something that really kind of sticks with you? I'd love to hear from you, and I know she would as well. So please feel free to send your questions or share your thoughts. A couple of ways to do that. If you'd like to share your thoughts in a public way, you can comment uh, down in the comment section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 82. Or you can go to the Productive Woman's Facebook page and post your question or your comments there. And I check those regularly. And if you've got a question or comment for Bridget, I'll make sure she sees it as well. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can do that by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I will respond to you. You can also always leave a voice message by clicking the button either on the website or on the Facebook page. If you're enjoying The Productive Woman, if you think it's a worthwhile use of your time if and are finding things helpful there, maybe you know somebody else who doesn't listen to it yet but might enjoy this episode or others, please feel free to tell your friends about The Productive Woman and show them how to subscribe. And as always, I'd like to ask you to consider, if you haven't already done so, leaving a review for The Productive Woman on iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you listen to. That does a couple of things. It helps make the show more visible so more people can find it. But more important to me, it helps me to have your feedback, to know whether I'm on the right track and giving you something that's worthwhile to you. I really appreciate those reviews and the feedback more than you may realize. I'd like to give a word of thanks to a couple of folks for some recent reviews in iTunes. Uh, First of all, Tabs M left a five-star review, thank you very much, and said, I listen every morning while I drink my coffee. I relate to most of the topics discussed and have used several of the tips. Thank you. Well, thank you, Tabs M. And another great five-star review from Classy D83. She, uh, he, she calls it my morning start and said, thank you, Laura, for starting this podcast. I stumbled across it a few weeks ago on Stitcher as a new user of the app, and I really enjoy your topics. I start my morning off with a few of your podcasts a day, and it helps to keep me calm and focused at work. Well, thank you so much, Classy D83. I very much appreciate you listening and you taking the time as well to reach out and leave that review. So I welcome reviews and whether it's in iTunes or just an email, your feedback really matters a lot to me. If you have an upcoming event, I want to remind you that I am available to speak at your event. So if you have a women's group meeting, retreats, business teams that want to talk about or would like to hear about productivity, either in a presentation or a workshop type setting, I would love to do that. So I'm looking at my schedule for the coming months and would love to add your event to it. Please 
If you think I can add some value, send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or you can call me at 972-638-0308 and we can talk about what your needs are. Uh, Remember to check out our sponsor by taking advantage of the free 30-day trial of Nosby Pro at nosby.com slash woman. And that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you for spending this time with me and with Bridget. I hope you found something in the show that was helpful to you, something you can take home and put into effect in your own life to make it better. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.